welcome to But Why Though, the podcast, and this episode is a special Patreon episode. It is being specially made for our listener, supporter, also one of our writers, and our first patron at the $10 level. Nico, you have picked Coraline for us to review. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And uh, I'm really excited because we usually only review like brand new movies and not stuff that's in stream on streaming services right now. So this is going to be a nice change of pace for us. And if you're listening right now thinking, oh, how do I get these really cool people to review a movie that I want them to watch? Well, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash butwhythopc. And uh, $10 level, you get to pick any movie on a streaming service. All the instructions are there. And for at the $3 level, you get access to every episode we do like this after this point. So we're excited to launch our first Patreon-exclusive content, right? Yes. Yes? Yay. Yay, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> My dude. Yeah, Nico, I know uh, this is being recorded right before I go watch Royal Rumble, so we're not going to talk about it right now, but I'm excited to talk about it soon with you. So thanks for letting us review Coraline. I'm excited to watch you two talk about it, because you two have taught me so much about wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so let's go ahead and start in the beginning, because that's a very good place to start. Is it now? It is. (laughs) God damn it, Matt. Uh. Starting in the middle of this movie would probably be like the trippiest way to watch this movie. So I feel <laughs> I feel like I can never not watch. I, I I should never watch this movie with my mind impaired in any way. Like <laughs> cough syrup, alcohol. Just I I should never watch the movie this way. <laughs> um. So um. The movie Coraline is based on the Neil Gaiman novella of the same name, and the movie came out in 2009, is directed and written by Henry Selleck, and it stars Dakota Fanning, Terry Hatcher, and some other people, but they're pretty much the only characters you hear from. It's Coraline and her mom slash other mom. Um, And yeah, it is distributed by Focus Features, which I think is due strongly to the darkness of this movie. Like, I can't see a Disney or a DreamWorks putting this out. Yeah, Probably it is not. super dark. Uh, kind of all yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is definitely... It, it, it hits the dark fantasy genre, like, right, right on the, the top of the head. <laughs> um, so it took $60 million to make, and it grossed $124.6 million at the box office. Those numbers are from Box Office Mojo, as always. And Selleck, who was a huge fan of The Night Before Christmas, approached Gaiman about doing this um, this stop-motion animation for the film. And he did change some stuff up because he needed to make it longer and make it drive narratively for the movie contact. So he did add the character of YB. Um, and he was so impressed by uh, Tadahiro Yusugi's work, uh, artwork, that he hired him on to become the concept artist for the film. And if you watch this movie now you are probably thinking of the movie Kubo um, because of how similar they look and how beautiful they are and that is why Um, 
So this project was also originally supposed to be super small. It was supposed to be a 45 minute movie. Uh, Yasuji assumed he was only going to be working on it for like a couple of days, maybe a month. And before they knew it, they've been working on this movie for over a year. They 3D printed almost everything that they could and for whatever wasn't built by hand. And every single thing in that movie was made especially for it. They didn't repurpose anything. This means that at any given time in one scene, you had 28 animators working on that scene. And a day of shooting only resulted in about 90 to 100 seconds of finished scenes. Because no. stop animation is hard, y'all. No. no? Not doing it. <laughs> yeah, no. No. no, thank you. All I kept when I was like when I was like researching some of the background, all I kept thinking of is that scene from uh, Parks and Rec where Ben uh, is unemployed and he's yeah. he's been empl- yeah, yeah. employed for like a month and he's like, "Look at my masterpiece," and it's just like three seconds. Yeah, probably helps when you have you know four hundred people working on you know the scenes and stuff. I can't imagine one person doing the movie like this by themselves. Oh hell no! And like on top of that too, they did. Um, they because they did have the capabilities to 3D print stuff that that cut down on a lot of labor into making these models from hand because they were able to just upload them into the 3D program and get them out. Um, so on top of this, too, just to kind of know the scope and the amount of detail, the characters of Coraline can actually make upwards to 208,000 expressions. They they were insanely detailed is amazing like i i could talk a whole bunch about this type of work because it just i don't know how somebody has that patience um when it was finished it and when it when it came out in 2009 it actually did win an annie award and annie awards are given to like the top animations um of that year so it's like the kind of like an animators film guild type thing um, and it is ninety. It is ninety. Uh, it is ninety percent certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a difficult score to achieve on Rotten Tomatoes, especially for animation. Oh yeah. Um, so the synopsis, the IMDb synopsis of Coraline is as follows: While exploring her new home, a girl named Coraline discovers a secret door behind which lies an alternate world that closely mirrors her own, but in many ways is better. She rejoices in her discovery until other mother and the rest of the parallel family try to keep her there forever. Coraline must use all her resources and bravery to make it back to her own family and life. Yay! (laughs) So, guys, um, had you all seen this movie before? Yeah, yeah, I saw it back in, like, high school. I I haven't... I saw it once in high school... And I think I, like, skimmed the book, one of the books. I know there's, like, different, like, there's, like, a graphic novel, and there's a book. I don't, I don't know which one I read. There's a novelization of the movie, too, I think. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, but it's been a while since, since I've watched it, so. So I want to say I've seen it, but I'm not 100% sure. So I think it's one of those movies where I'm going to say I've seen it, because I've seen so many bits and pieces of it and parts of it, but I don't know if I've ever actually sat down to watch the full thing. Nice. I am in love with Neil Gaiman in every form, so I, I loved Coraline, and I, I watched it when I was in high school, 
And then when it got on Netflix, like, a couple years back, I was watching it to go to bed all the time, which gave me some really freaky dreams, so I stopped watching it. But, um, Yeah, no thank you. deserve you. that. No thank you. It's a great movie. Um, my subconscious didn't like that, though. Um... I remember watching so, it in high school. I think it, I think just I think uh, it's it's a good movie. I think it this I think when it came out in two thousand nine, I think it just gets overshadowed by Up coming out the same yeah. year. So everyone in terms of like animation is talking about Up. No one was really talking about Coraline, at least from the people that I interacted with. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Like, I, when, know didn't it, I I I'd, I'd be surprised if like Up didn't win the the Oscar that year. Yeah, because they uh, Coraline. Coraline was nominated for it and it didn't win, so I could totally. Oh, yeah, see oh, yeah, there's probably up then. Yeah, but it's good. This just reminds me of all the other movies that they seem because it seems like the plot of a. I guess we talk about more the plot of just generic type of like kids with imaginations and then like a story that's kind of horror but dark, basically mm-hmm. between the Nightmare Before Christmas, Little uh, James and Giant Peach. Yeah, when I first saw this movie, I was excited because it reminded me so much animation-wise of James and the Giant Peach. And that is probably one of my top five animated films in my entire life. Um, I like that movie a lot better than this one. (laughs) But I was talking about the same premise of basically how it goes. Yeah, one of the things that I really like, um, so as I said in the synopsis, uh, Coraline goes through the door into this parallel world, and one of the first things that you, that she sees is her parallel reality parents making her like, or her mom specifically making her a whole bunch of really good food. And when I didn't see it when I first watched the movie, but every time I've watched it after, I just keep thinking of like all the Greek myths and like any fairy tale. The moment the character starts eating food is the moment that they're doomed. They're either not coming home. Or their start, or, or that's when they get trapped. So I was now watching it. I actually thought it was a really good thing that they didn't make. Like after that first scene, scene that it did, it wasn't just her trying to escape the entire movie, and that it kind of like built up. But I I do like that it mirrors that same like because this all originates in like the um, like Homer's Odyssey and stuff like that, where people taking part in a world, the more they take part of it, the less likely they are to get home. Um, so I really like that. I think that's also like really like high level, like me reading into a kids movie. But it's also Neil Gaiman, so I assume he was thinking those th- those same things too. I'm just thinking. All I know is what bugs me about these movies, or even those types of stories. Like all I know is if I go in there and I see like oh my other mother making food, I'm like oh yes, this is great. And then she's got buttons for the eyes. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> like wh- how bad is my life on the other side? Where I'm like. I think they don't got eyes, but I think I can I can wing this. Which I think is why, like, um, other mother, also known as the Beldim, um, she picks Coraline because Coraline actually has a pretty crappy home life. Like, it's not bad. Like, she's not, like, getting beat by her parents or anything like that. Her mom bought her new school clothes. The parents are obviously working really hard. She just, you know, she's not the center of attention and everything. They seem like neglected parents who probably shouldn't have had a kid. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I guess, too, like, I my mom was a single parent and worked all the freaking time. But they're not single parents. I know. And then when my dad came into the picture, they also worked all the time, and I was with my brother all the time. So, like, I totally understand, like, some parents just work all the time. Now, yeah, my mom's the way kind they, of a dick, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> was like, now, the way they reacted to her, the, like... 
go over there, go play, leave me alone. That That is kind of bad. But I think it's kind of obvious that they were going through some financial struggles. So. Well, yeah, he's trying to make the catalog, and it was a fresh move. Yeah, it was a fresh move. She's shopping at, like, a 75% off sale for school uniforms. You know, she won't buy her the gloves, which is one of the things that makes Coraline mad. And that, that was just, like, kind of, like, my reading on it. Um, just compared to, like, other home lives of neglected children in, like, fantasy movies and stuff... Coraline doesn't have it bad. Oh yeah, no, she definitely. James does. from James the Giant Peach had it bad. Well, that's what I, that's why I was trying to. I brought up the whole like uh, button eye thing because I'm like, well, my life kind of sucks, but was her life that bad? We're like, oh, <laughs> you don't got eyeballs, but we can we can we can live here. Be fine. None of this makes yeah. sense. Uh, what are your first impressions of it, Adrian? Um. So I used to like. My grandma's house, like, it resembles that house a whole bunch, like, with... It's a house That's terrifying. Made, you know, like, in, like, the 1920s or whatever. It's a huge house, and it's, like, all rickety and stuff. So, like, re-watching this, I'm like, man, like, if I would have watched this as, like, a kid when I used to live with my grandma, I probably would have been freaked out the entire time <laughs> I lived in the house. Because I'd probably be thinking, like, things are going to eat me, or, like, little mice are going to come out of the wall and, like, lure me to my death. And a cat's going to come talk to me. Uh, it's definitely a creepy movie. I don't... I mean, is it, like, really a kid's movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely... I don't know. Like, there's... Too. I don't... I mean, yeah, it's it's a weird initial, like, just from the get-go, it's kind of, like, weird and dark. Um, and I guess that was kind of, like, the thing with, like, The Night Before Christmases and, you know, all these kind of stop motions kind of all have that kind of, like, genre. So I guess if you go into this movie, I guess you're expecting weird... But, like, if I just, like, found that movie, like, on TV at night, I'd probably have nightmares, like, watching it as a kid. <laughs> it's a weird way for, a, basically, a movie to tell the kids they'll like what you have and don't try to go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Or a button mom will try to eat you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty um, much. <laughs> no, I definitely will say, I, I agree there, Adrian. I, watching it now, I'm like, I really don't think this movie was geared towards kids. I think, like... So, as we go into the story of Coraline and she realizes that she's starting to realize increasingly more that the the other mom, other mom and other father are trying to keep her in that reality. She's thrown through a mirror and kind of like trapped in this little room and she meets ghost children. Ghost children who have had their eyes ripped out and she must find those eyes. To release they didn't get their the eyes ripped out. Apparently, they willingly submitted their okay, eyes. Okay, well, they okay. They willingly submitted their eyes to be ripped out. They said their life was. They looked like they had a lot harder childhood than Caroline or Coraline. Coraline, which actually that's a good point. You calling her Caroline because her name is only Coraline because Damon uh, Gaiman made a typo, and he said, "Oh, I love that name. I want to know more about that character," and just kept it. But yeah, so. She ends up freeing herself from being stuck in this dark world where they're trying to take her eyes and eat her um, because, surprise, other mom is actually like a giant black widow um, and eats people. Uh, She has to go and find the objects that contain the real eyes of the ghost children and find her parents, who she finds out once she escapes the first time that other mother has imprisoned inside a snow globe. Uh, so yeah, that does not sound like a kid's plot to me, at all. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Trapping your parents in, like, the thing you like so much. Because she has, like, a bunch of still at the beginning of the movie. So, like, yeah. that's just some, like, sadistic stuff to do. <laughs> well, I think, it, and much as we can argue about the kids' movie with the original Coraline pot, it's not that we until you get to the, like, oh, yeah, the little kids with missing eyes. They're like, oh, yeah, we had horrible, and they took us out, and then we... Willing, we then said, it just shifts. Yeah, that shift to like, oh, she was actually just taking children here for a while. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get hints of it because YB, when he meets her, is... So YB, in this case, and I can definitely see why Selick added him to the story, works as a point of, ex- of exposition to inform the author about what is happening at the Pink Palace and the Pink Palace of the Apartments um, and its history with his grandmother, who is the landlady in a way that you would get in like third person narration in a book versus a movie. He, he kind of brings us through that. And YB kind of drops hints at the beginning saying, oh, I can't believe my, you know, my grandmother actually let you rent this place out. She never let, rents it to people with children. Um, and we find out that the grandmother's twin sister had actually been lost um, to other mother um, at that point. So, Was this also the time where they, everybody was obsessed with Wells? What do you mean? I feel like everybody had a dark well that had something bad going on for a while. I feel like, well, but the the well isn't the problem, though. No, but it's the well a, is the solution. Yes, but it starts the movie off with them looking for a well. Oh yeah, well that's because she wants to make a garden. Yeah. Why would you know? I guess. <laughs> that's like that, that's you don't need a well to make a garden. I know. I was like, why do you want a well for science? Oh, he's he's so he's so not okay with that. <laughs> her reasoning there. No, I He's about mean, to go so teach like, these people how to make a how to make a garden. <laughs> no, I do think though, like her in the beginning of the movie, she's using dowsing rods. Do either of you know what dowsing rods are? Yep, my mom okay. used to mess with them, and I was like, "This is dumb." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the funny thing is, actually, in like Appalachia and stuff like that, you have like these really really old like country people who have lived there for long times and have had to learn how to find water in places where they couldn't they there weren't like actual signs so they would use something called a dowsing rod and that dowsing rod would lead them to it so when yb calls her a water witch he's referring to that and it kind of it works narratively to mirror what the um what the the kids the ghost kids end up calling other mother which is um beldam and beldam is specifically means like an old crone um with malicious intent or a witch so the more you know marine yeah. uh, I, I, it's something that i really appreciate um i really love this movie if you can't tell <laughs> um so I guess overall, what are some points of the plot that really stuck out to you guys? As far as what? Just in general, like what was good? Okay, the best thing about the plot for you? I like the cat. Explain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess. <clears throat> I don't know. I just like the cat and cat talk. Who play? Who voices the cat? Oh. Maybe that's why. He's in a lot of things. Oh, yeah, I know that Oh, guy. it's Keith uh-huh. David, obviously. Oh. Yeah. Obviously, it's Keith David. Yeah. <laughs> I know I heard the voice. Armageddon, but... the yeah. thing. Literally everything. Almost like every commercial now with his voice in it. 
This is now the Keith David show. Yeah. <laughs> he was in a yeah, show called Black he's, Jesus. Yeah, he's like a, and he's the voice of a, the guy Dick in Fury. Mass Effect. Yes, 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 yes. Apparently does, oh, he does a lot of He does a lot of voice animes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was Doctor. He was also Doctor Facilia in Princess and the Frog, which is an underrated animated movie from Disney. Also came out in two thousand nine. Oh, damn! I didn't yep. know that. It says it right there. Well, I wasn't looking at that. <laughs> I was just looking at Doctor Facilia and whatever. Anyway, yes. Talk Tell about the cat. why is that movie fourteen ninety nine? If it came out in nineteen two thousand nine, because you're buying it. Once again, why is it still fourteen ninety nine? Because Disney puts a chokehold on almost all of their movies, and it's the same reason Captain America is still expensive if you buy it on Amazon. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, Disney don't play. They used to throw shit into the vault. At least they don't do that anymore. So I really like the cat in this movie, obviously by Keith David, as we have now found out and looked. And uh, I guess, because you can tell from... Right from the beginning, that uh, the cat seems to be important in some ways. It doesn't say anything, and you don't even find out, obviously, till almost like midway to three fourths of the movie, in which the cat actually saves the day in the movie. But I don't know why. I guess just his talking and the way the, the way the cat portrays everything in both worlds just seems to know that like you're not being very smart, little girl. You talking because he backsasses her the entire time? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, as much as her wife was bad it was just kind of one of this movie's hard to watch for me just because like you said compared to a lot of the other movies she, she doesn't have it that bad i mean obviously she's lonely so she's starting a new place because she just moved but i mean it looks like they're in summer or kind of intermission of school and the cat's just like suck it up for a little bit be my friend <laughs> yeah no the cat was cool he's definitely like the that archetype of the wise like the wise guide um, not the wise guy, the wise guide. Like, I feel like that's not, like, I feel like I can't pronounce that. It's going on in my head. Okay. Adrian, what about you? Um, I like all of the, like, fan theories that come out of this movie. Like, she never really left the other world throughout <laughs> the entire, like, movie or whatever. You know, and all this stuff. Because uh, that's what kind of spawns that, like, these kind of, like, stop animation dark movies is just... More darkness? You know, more darkness, basically. Uh, so I like that, especially when they like they pair it with um, like the book stuff, like the stuff from the books. Uh, so what was another one? I wanted to saw was like all the dogs in the movie, in the in the theater are just the dogs from those uh, ladies' house that like crossed over into the other world and stuff. That makes I don't me know. so sad. Don't say that. I just like little stuff like that, like just the fan <laughs> theories that it, it holds a lot of water. Like all like the theories that I've seen about this movie hold a lot of water. Um, and you know me, I like conversation after the movie. So, what's your favorite one of them? Definitely the dog one, especially because the dog's like uh, chocolate's not bad for you or whatever. So you like, you, you, like this dog died eating chocolate. And yeah, it's probably those like ladies like dog. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm so sad now. Oh. Um. Yeah, for me, my favorite is, and you're, this probably isn't any surprise to anybody listening right now who is listening to me talk about Guillermo del Toro, I just love the creature design. Um, the way, so like specifically with Other Mother, what they do is she starts off looking just like Mother, 
and they slowly start morphing her so she goes from wearing her sweater her like sweater dress with leggings type thing to wearing you know like a 50s housewife and then they slowly add like this bustle to the back where she has like kind of like that spider shape and then um, they start adding red to her clothes and then as as Coraline is realizing that this has become like a full descent into like people trying to eat her and keep her and that she ends up um, stretching to be like this really like kind of um, like uncanny valley like woman who is like elongated and exaggerated and she starts to resemble a spider more and more but she doesn't hit that entirely until um, Coraline fights back and then she turns entirely into a spider you have her with um, with all of her eight her eight limbs her hands move from like long nails to being these like mechanical needle type things and it her face is cracked and like that like just in that like that's my favorite thing like the like the amount of detail and creativity that had to go into transforming this character from one thing into another when she is she is the other person in the movie that you see so much of like that is it's, it's beautiful and amazing i also want to know we're talking about the transformation of her character why does yb and the dad like have like the most messed up neck like they have zero neck muscles the entire movie <laughs> 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 I mean, Wybie's has his head laying on his shoulder, and her dad looks like basically like one of those eyeballs that popped out and is kind of roaming around. Well, her dad looks like one of those inflatable tube mans, <laughs> like just kind of like lanky going. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, which I actually think like the, the the creepiness of the movie is really because in the animation it does. I mean, one, the story, but, like, two, the animation really hits in that uncanny valley area where you recognize these things as humans, but you also recognize them as something else. Because, like, they turn her dad into a pumpkin, and it is frightening. I do not like that. Like, that, like the pumpkin dad actually, like, unsettles me more than anything else in that movie. Yeah. And they do really good callbacks because, like, in the beginning of the movie, the other mom or other mother is like, he, go get your other, uh, go get your father. He must be as hungry as a pumpkin. Yeah, and then they turn him into a pumpkin. What? <laughs> that's just good storytelling. I like that. I like how you say that's the most freakiest thing, but yet the old lady who's basically wearing nothing is not that freaky. Oh yeah, they show naked old ladies. That's funny. Yeah, the the I don't remember their names. Um, All I know is her bosom was bigger than the rest of her body. Hey hey, don't hate, don't hate. <laughs> Um, no, like, it's really cool. And that's also really creepy because they unzip their skin. <laughs> like, they unzip their old lady bodies to reveal, like, their old, like, burlesque star selves. So, yeah, that is actually really creepy. I said, all this is going on and Coraline's like, this is fine. I can live here. <laughs> this wasn't creepy at all. Um, I also think, too, um, like... And this was something that Usagi, like, has, has talked about purposely doing on Color Palette, is he wanted to make everything but the house in the real world extremely muted. And then that way, when she went into the parallel and everything was so vibrant and loud, that it would be, like, it makes it look more enticing than it actually is um, from that entire time. Um, also, what was it? Um, crap. 
Oh, the old ladies turn into taffy. That's actually really weird. Well, old ladies like taffy, man. That's what they always have in their little bowls. Yeah. That's not surprising at all. But they turn into, like, intertwining taffy with each other, and it's creepy. Have you seen taffy? It's still creepy. But pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin dad is kind of creepier. Um, which I don't know, like, what I don't understand, and this is probably, like, I guess if we get into, like, critiques of the movie, um, I don't like that people in the world, in the other world, help Coraline. Like, I don't like that. Because the other mother has made everybody in this world based off of, like, the information she got from the Coraline doll and the conversations that the Coraline doll heard so everything in that world was created by other mothers so i kind of don't understand how they can be sentient to actually make that change and help Coraline along um because why um silent yb other yb it helps her and helps her escape the first time and then pumpkin dad um gives her the eye instead of bringing it with him into the water so for me like if I'm critiquing, like, the movie and the narrative, that's something that I don't really understand. Because um, they could have used the cat more. They could have brought the cat in earlier. I just thought since it is basically mimicking the other world, basically in the other world and what she knows, her dad still loves her in the end. Yeah. And then YB's still basically, obviously, stalking, stalking her or whatever, <laughs> as she put it, in the end of talking. Plus, I mean, she sewed his mouth shut. So it doesn't matter what you are. Other mother sewed my mouth shut. I still might want to try to help this out. So are they sentient? I don't know. It just seemed like <laughs> it just seemed like they were trapped in what they were doing, no matter what. Yeah. They may have been created, but they weren't. They were just created of basically trapped. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Adrian? Uh, yeah, it's kind of confusing, uh, especially towards the end, because like when other YB can't go through, but like the cat can go through. So like, how can like I can understand that, like, YB's just both there to make her feel comfortable, but, like, why would the other mother or, like, the bedlam, like, let him help her so much if her goal is to, like, keep her there? Yeah, it's a little confusing. Also, it kind of, like, Coraline is kind of an asshole because she literally just wanted a version of YB where he didn't talk. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. She's she's a dick, too. Like, she's, like, <laughs> just for being no, an asshole. Like, I, yeah, I don't really care for her. I mean, she probably doesn't need to have her eyes sewn out, but, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I do ultimately like this movie a lot, and I think it does definitely, like you brought up earlier, Matt, it is that tale of, like, appreciate what you have and, like, the problem of always wanting to reach beyond it and not being appreciative of what you have now is, like, how we get into problems. Um, the cat, though, I actually really like the cat, that the cat can, like, cross world from world because, like, that is the lore with cats, like, since the beginning of time. Like that's everybody. why I didn't think about it with the cat, honestly. Yeah, because like a like every lore has a cat that works as an intermediator. Um, so that's why I'm scared of cats. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what are some problems you guys had with the movie? Well, that's kind of like my only real problem, to be honest. Like, um. How are all these things able to help if, like, they're created by the other mother thing? But that's kind of, like, contradictory to, like, her goal. But if she created them, why, didn't, why couldn't she just, like, stop them from doing, like, what they're doing? 
But then again, like, it's not something that I think about. I wouldn't, <clears throat> like, if I was, like, a kid watching this, I don't know if I'd think about it too much. It's only because, like, you're asking me to yeah, pick something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, kind of like, really I like, I Like, this movie's been out for, like, nine years now, and this is the first time I've ever thought about that, and it's because we're reviewing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's not like, a, you know, like, oh, this movie is, like, the worst thing ever. Like, it definitely would have won, you know, I think, you know, the, the Academy Award if it wasn't going against up but i think that's like my my one nitpicky thing is the it does a lot of telling but not a whole lot of explaining and i hate yeah give me some answer give, give me a little give me a little something something <laughs> how about you matt uh i mean as far as i mean i just didn't really care for them i mean i like the movie per se but i guess to me it just seems like i guess growing up and seeing a lot of these movies as a kid it just seems like the generic tale of like we're gonna try to teach a lesson of some somebody come from a broken home and whatnot and hers didn't seem that bad yeah and so it kind of bugs me that yeah she kind of is a dick <laughs> <laughs> now she does have some reasonable points in her stuff because her parents do kind of suck but i mean she's gonna make it to school <laughs> i guess I don't know, maybe because a lot of these movies that come off the reference, like you said, James and the Giant Peach was probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite. And what you see portrayed in that movie, per se, compared to, like, this one is, like, not even relatively close. Yeah, I think, too, like, in, being in that, like, fantasy, like, this is a fairy tale. Like, this, this is what it mm-hmm. is. It's a fairy tale. Um, like, that is usually the backbone of a lot of fairy tales involving kids. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, as I say, I, to me, yeah. it was just a generic one that happened to come out in 2009. I've been seeing these since I was born. <laughs> Not since obviously, nom. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Back in mash. my day, people yeah, really had bad families. <laughs> <laughs> that, and I'm just not a fan of the button eyes. I I think the button eyes are just totally creepy, and I don't like them. <laughs> so like, I think they did their job then. Yeah, for the button eyes, I was like, no, I was like, nah, we're good. I do actually think that I tried to watch this movie like earlier, like in the beginning of 2017, and I put it on, and we were getting ready to go to bed, and like Matt walked in, and it was like, no, we're we're not watching that. Turn that off. Like, no. <laughs> I'm going to bed with button eyed lady looking at me like, how you doing today? Like, no, I'm good. I'm not Coraline. I'm just going to leave the house. I'm not coming back. I don't care what you give me. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess final. So all I'm getting out of this is Nico Nico wants button eyes is all I'm getting out of this. (laughs) He wants to get snatched up. (laughs) Are you trying to get snatched up, Nico? Do you need help? I will say this, though. Small doors are always a bad sign for, like, fucking everything. Accurate. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, just don't don't go through a small door. Like, just don't. Yeah. Actually, didn't you watch Pan's Labyrinth? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, those weird, at, like, that, that room we stay in at your parents' house with those tiny doors, they scare the crap out of me because of movies like this. Oh, the little—that's just because the roof and they're like. I, you know what? I, that that door in Coraline was bricked off, and there was something behind it. They're not bricked off. You can see the back of it. It's not even like. I mean, I guess you could take the length and the width and find the area of a triangle, but I mean. You never know. They're not. You, you, you never about know. To get Matt. Eight next time she goes to your you house, can, to your one, parents' house, she's about to get eight. Cl- those closets haven't even been like. You probably can't even open those doors without stuff falling out. So you don't have to worry about going in there. And two of the things so damn small, I don't think you're getting anything else in there. I have seen many movies where giant things go through tiny doors. 
Ooh. It ends in less than four <laughs> feet. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm uh, just saying. Wormhole. Creepy. Creepy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess, uh, what are y'all's final thoughts? Ratings? Um, if I had to put it, looking at it in a vacuum compared to, like, stuff like, I don't know, like, Paranorman, Frankenweenie, you know, um, all the Tim Burton stuff, or even, like, um, <clears throat> with Kubo, Cabo? I always say it Kubo. wrong. Kubo. Uh, I'd probably, I think it's above average for me. I'd say, like, a solid, like, 7 out of 10. Like, 7 out of 10 because I don't, like, would I wouldn't go watch it again. Unless, like, I was showing it to someone who had never watched it. Like, I'm not going to go back on Netflix and, like, watch it again. Like, when I go watch, like, Kubo again, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fine it. movie. It's, it's it's not a bad movie at all. I think it's definitely solid. Yeah, no, definitely a solid movie. It's something not my particular, I don't really care for. Like, I'm with Adrian. I probably won't watch it again. But this way, it was 2009 when it came out, and I wasn't eager to watch it when it came out, and I'm probably still not. I'm not doing button eyes and <laughs> it, like I said, it's just it's just a nice Yeah, for me I'd be works. I'd be interested to like see what, what what Nico loves about it so much, I think is like the, the bigger thing. Because I feel like yeah. Nico's passionate enough to make me like it more. Yes. Actually we should have added that to here. Hey Nico, send us why you like it so much. Um, Man, so you're just making do everything, aren't you? What? Make them hey, send us everything. We need no information about this. Well movie. no, like <laughs> It would be awesome. I want a like, book no. report on this you thing. You know what? No. I'm saying that I agree with Adrian, and it would be really awesome to hear why this, because I, I, it is one of his favorite movies. Um, when he when he chose it, um, he did tell us that. Oh, I feel bad, because I don't so. care for this movie at all. Because <laughs> you're a terrible person. <laughs> no, it's not a bad movie. I just particularly do not care for this movie. You don't want any button eyes? No, I don't want no damn button eyes. <laughs> and still, you don't want to like, turn into a pumpkin? And, like, if I go in the first time, I don't care what I'm eating. I'm telling you. I'm waking up like, we done. Oh, mommy don't want to buy me gloves? Too bad. That lady's going to sew my eyes off. <laughs> sew my eyes off. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, this is probably one of... I think Adrian's right to kind of, like... I really hate it when people judge all animation like it's one category. And that that's, it, it's not. It's, like, just, like live action movies like they have their different genres that they fit into i think adrian's right that this fits into that um paranorman frankenweenie um like that genre of dark fantasy um so for me i mean i think it's pretty up there um i have obviously seen it multiple times since it came out i, I really do love it and i really do love neil gaiman um so what about like 8.5 8.5 out of 10 for me. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I I wouldn't judge anyone for this like being one of their favorite movies like ever. Like yeah. I can definitely oh, yeah. see it for sure. Uh, it, especially yeah. when you go back and like think about all the work that went into the movie. Like they took a like a short novel or maybe like a young like probably not even a novel. It's called uh, a novella. It is a, a long short story or a short novel. It is yeah. that middle space. <laughs> yeah, like right in that middle space and to turn it into that and to bring it to life. I think that's I think it's hell of a good job to be honest. Yeah, Good no, adaptation. This is, not one of, this is not one of those movies where if you like this, I'm going to look at you weird. I'm like, yeah, no. yeah. If you like it, that's fine. Yeah. I also think, too, like, if I were, like, I also think it is some of the best animation out there. Um, like, that style. Um, so, like, the reason I only g- I give it an 8.5 is mostly just because, like, some of my problems with the, with the narrative. But, like, for animation purposes, holy crap. Like, damn. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah. Um, this has been our first Patreon episode. <laughs> yeah, thanks for um, uh, obviously being a, a fan. Patreon. 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 Uh, right. Nico, I would really love. To, I would really love to like to, for you to hit us up on Twitter, and I mean, not that you don't already, but like, let us know why you like why you like this movie so much, uh, so we can talk about it. Maybe we can talk about some of our critiques. Maybe we're missing. Maybe Matt's missing something that he, he needs to feel. He needs to feel the love of button eyes. Send Matt hate mail. <laughs> Send Matt Send hate the mail. Movie James and the Giant Peach, and be like, you ain't even close. <laughs> And this was in the 90s, I believe, when that movie came out. Yeah, it was. God, James the Giant Peach is And that crazy. animation is actually amazing for that you know, time. You know, I think that's why I really appreciate Other Mom, or Other Mother turning into a spider, is because I really, really, really am in love with the spider from James and the Giant Peach. Maybe it's also why I just haven't cared for any other movies after this. One, I just feel like there's a lot of them out there that I've seen, but... Yeah. I, I think, like, this... I think, like... The dark fairy tale, yes, but I don't think this animation style. I think this animation no. style sets it apart. Okay. Yeah, like this this animation style kind of brings like Pan's labyrinthy kind of you know <gasps> neglected Guys. child kind of thing into the stop Guys. motion animation. Guys, what? I want Guillermo del Toro to do a stop motion movie. No, you have to yes. wait like thirty years because he would be oh, so yeah, meticulous with it. <laughs> it would never come out. <laughs> Oh, he would do such a great animated movie. Well, I guess we kind of got a taste of that in Hellboy. Hellboy 2? Oh, yeah. Because that entire opening is a fairy tale, and it's all animated. Sure. I just want Guillermo del Toro to do everything. No. Let it go. No! I will not. Wrap this show up. (laughs) Okay. So, as we said, if you enjoyed this and if you want to make us watch some of your favorite movies, head on over to patreon.com slash butwhythopc and we can get on that. And this is going to be on our everything right now. So we are publishing this for everyone to kind of get a taste of what we're doing. And if you like this and want to hear it, some more in the coming months head on over to our patreon and for the three dollar level you get access to all of our extra content um so yeah we'll be destroying all their favorite movies they don't want to like do this anymore well i don't think we're gonna be destroying them i don't think like i don't think we destroyed Coraline. no it's a good movie if like (laughs) if we have to watch like batman v superman it's your favorite movie i buckle up i am sorry but we are not going to be nice to you for that one yeah (laughs) <laughs> this movie's not that bad to where I'm not saying, but yeah, if you make me watch that and you say that's your favorite movie, I'm going to look at you. Somebody have ask us to watch Batman and Robin. No. Yes. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. I like that movie. It's not bad. I like, thank you, Adrian. I'm just going to It's, in, it's intentionally garbage. Like, <laughs> that's not trying to be the Dark Knight. No, it, it is can't be garbage and it knows what it is and that makes it so great. No, that is a dumpster fire. That's why they quit all the Batman movies after that. No, Batman v Superman is a dumpster fire. Accurate. <laughs> to which some of our friends on Twitter like to warm themselves by that fandom fire. Also accurate. Hey, I'm just, <laughs> hey you know, give us the money and we'll watch it and then rip it a new one. <laughs> or we'll just replay um, you our review of it for, uh, <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so thank you again, Nico, for supporting us. You are really helping us keep this podcast alive and growing. Um, yeah, so you can find our you can, 
So you can find the podcast on Twitter and our Instagram, which I should probably stop plugging because I don't post on there anymore. I know, I don't but like Instagram. <laughs> you can find us at But Why Though PC on Facebook.com slash But Why Though PC. Make sure you head on over to our website, But Why Though Podcast.com, where we have all of our new writers writing about pop culture, the stuff that's happening right now, and their feels on it. As And you, uh, fuck. <laughs> and you can find me at OhMyMithRandier on Twitter and Instagram. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Yeah. And you can find me on the Twitter at DatM18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. I'm your friendly, muted Star Wars person. <laughs> Uh, Should go yeah, out to one of those skins. creepy Coraline songs. Oh yes, yeah. Some of those are really creepy. Actually, the choir that they have singing those songs—they're literally singing nonsense. Like they're not even singing words. So I didn't really get the yeah. music in this movie. I love the music. Maybe I was half asleep. I don't remember. It was good. Da, 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 da. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Bye. Bye. Sweetie.